Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. There is quite a touching account in the Old Testament of the love story between Isaac and Rebekah. Abraham, Isaac's father, initiated a search throughout the land to find the perfect wife for his son. It was an important matter, so he sent one of his most trusted and reliable servants to find and interview the chosen bride. And we'll be looking at this story in the broadcast as an illustration of God's great search for sinners and his desire to bring them to Christ. Another lesson from this story is the imperative for a voluntary response to this great invitation. As we follow along, we will find that Rebecca made an informed decision based on the facts that she was presented with. And yes, she decided to go. She believed the word that she had heard and left all that pertained to her old life behind her. She went out to meet Isaac. She indeed became Isaac's wife. And the Bible says beautifully and eloquently, he loved her. What a wonderful picture of the great salvation of the gospel. God presents you with facts about the Lord Jesus Christ, his beautiful character, his wonderful work, his tremendous blessings, and yes, your extreme danger in remaining where you are in your sins. In our message today, evangelist Brody Thibodeau applies this lovely story to the great gospel call that goes out all around the world today. Let's read in the Old Testament together, please, in the book of Genesis and chapter 24, understanding that Abraham has called his servant, and in verse 3, he says, And I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. The servant has been commissioned, he's been commanded to go and to find a wife for Isaac. Verse 5, And the servant said unto him, Peradventure, or perhaps, or what if the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land? Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware, thou that thou bring not my son thither again. What you're going to find as we read on is that that's important. There is no option to bring Isaac into that land. This woman would have to respond to the message or nothing. I want you to get that throughout the entire narrative. She was going to respond to the message or she would not come. Verse number six, And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bring not my son thither again, the Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath. Only bring not my son thither again. Verse 10. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand. 
And he rose and went to Mesopotamia, unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water. Verse number 22, please. It's happened in the meantime is that this woman, Rebecca, has come to the well of water, and it is very clear that she is the one who he has been sent to get. In verse 22, we find, And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands, of ten shekels weight of gold. And now down to verse 34. He's now in the house of this lady. He's speaking to her brothers and her father. And he said, I am Abraham's servant. And the Lord hath blessed my master greatly, and he's become great. And he hath given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and asses. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old. And unto him hath he given all that he had. After this conversation, in verse 53, And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment, that is clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. He gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. And then he presses a matter, and he says, I need to go. We must make a decision here because time is short. And in verse number 57, and they said, we will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. Verse 61, and Rebekah rose in her damsels and they rode upon the camels and followed the man and the servant took Rebekah and went his way. And Isaac came. From the way of the well lay Hiroi, for he dwelt in the south country, and Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide, and he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming, and Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. I'd like to spend a half hour on that phrase, but I'm not going to. When she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this? that walketh in the field to meet us. And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil, covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother's tent, mother Sarah's tent, and took Rebekah, and she became his wife. And he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. This is a beautiful story that is very illustrative of two points. Number one, it is a picture of the search that is ongoing by God for sinners to come to Christ. A search that is governed by the sovereignty of God. He is all authority, he is all power. A search that is governed by the love of God. A search that is governed by the omniscience or the all-knowingness of God. But a search that is ongoing in our world tonight as God is actively seeking sinners to save them. And he is. But we also have here a very good illustration of something that is very important. Not only is there a search that is illustrated, but there is a response that is necessary. And this lady, Rebecca, is going to be a picture of a sinner who has received a message about a man to whom she has been called to be joined, and she must respond to this message. There's no getting around it. There are two sides to this coin. 
There is the sovereignty of God that sought her out, but there's the response that she must give if she's ever going to come. If you were to follow Genesis carefully at this point in the book, you will find that Isaac becomes a main character. Isaac was the son of promise. If you were to go to chapter 21 of Genesis, you will find that the promise that was made to Abraham was fulfilled when Rebekah had a son. It was a son who was promised, and when it came down to it, the promise seemed so unlikely, or it seemed impossible to be fulfilled, and yet God brought it about so that the one who was promised would come. And when the one who was promised had come, not long after, he went up the hill to an altar. And not long after he went up the hill to the altar, he came back down the hill from the altar. And in this, we have a picture of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a picture of the Lord Jesus as the son that was promised. Unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. And all of the Old Testament prophecies and promises that pointed forward to the Christ were fulfilled in the Lord Jesus when he came. But he went to the place of sacrifice. And on that hill outside of Jerusalem that we call Calvary, he died. He died to put away sin. He died for the ungodly. He died for us, but he died. And then three days later, he was raised again from the dead. You see it all in picture as Isaac is a picture of our Lord Jesus. After Genesis 24, we are going to find in Genesis 25 that not only has Sarah passed away, but Abraham takes up a new wife. And it is a picture of Keturah being God dealing again with the nation of Israel. But what's taking place in chapter 24? This is God working to take out of the nations a people for his son. This is God today. As Calvary is accomplished, already done. As the resurrection is a known fact and the Lord Jesus Christ lives and serves as high priest in the power of an endless life. There is an ongoing search today for sinners. God is reaching out. God is seeking. I'm thankful that God is seeking and God has sought me out. And God is seeking sinners in every country, in every community, in every place, in all of the world. So Abraham, he commissions his servant. And he says to the servant, you're going to go and you're going to search. The servant, unnamed in the Bible, is typically a picture of the Spirit of God. And it brings before us the first principle we need to learn, and that is God, through the Spirit of God, is conducting this search. The Spirit of God is seeking out sinners. The Spirit of God is bringing a message to sinners. Remember, Genesis 22 is over. The altar has passed. The resurrection is fact. And now there's a message that goes out to sinners all over to come to the man who has gone to the altar. This is an active search. But I want you to notice, not only is it an active search, but it is a search that involves a well, a well. And while the well, in some instances, and later on in the passage, will be a picture of the Spirit of God, the water that is in this well is a picture of the Word of God. So you see how the two are meshing together. God is conducting a search. The Spirit of God is searching. How is the Spirit of God reaching the conscience of men? Through the Word of God. Why do you have any thoughts about eternity? Why? 
It is because the spirit of God is reaching your conscience through the word of God. Why do you have any thoughts about meeting God? Why do you have any thoughts about death? Why do you have any thoughts about sin? Why do you have any thoughts about judgment? Why do you have any thoughts about Christ? The spirit of God is applying the word to your conscience. But he has one purpose. And the purpose is that you will respond to the message that is given. Remember that. I love when Abraham is speaking to his servant. And he says, if the woman be not willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this, my oath. Only bring not my son thither again. I'm going to say this bluntly and plainly. And it's this. If she doesn't want to come, you leave her where she is. Because we're not going to force someone to love Isaac. This person is going to come because she wants to come. God is not going to force you. God is not going to send a lightning bolt that will change your attitude. But those who come will come because they want to. Then we find him as he goes into the land. He goes into the land and he sits there by the well and this woman comes out and she's exactly the one. She is the one to whom he has been led. Can I just talk for a second? Every single sinner is an object of the love of God. Every single sinner is not only an object of the love of God, but God desires their salvation. The Bible tells me that God desires that all men would be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. There is no one who is exempt from the power of God's love. He loves you. But let us remember that God does not only love the faceless masses of the world. And while the Spirit of God is searching for sinners, a people for his name, he is seeking individual people among the masses. That is, every single individual that makes up every crowd is an object of the love of God. That is, every single individual in this meeting tonight is exactly the person that God wants to save. Leave that from the Bible. He's come right to where you are. The Spirit of God has brought the Word of God right to where you are. I am convinced if this is your first gospel meeting, it is because God has brought the Word of God right to where you are. He wants to save you. If this is your thousandth gospel meeting, it is because God has brought the word of God right to where you are. He wants to save you. That's what he has done. And when this woman, it becomes very evident that she is the one to whom he is led. Verse number 22, he took a golden earring, half shekel weight, two bracelets for her hands and 10 shekels weight of gold. As he begins now to show her the glories of Isaac. You say, well, aren't those the glories of Abraham? When you read down a little further, we will find, I believe, the key to understanding the passage when he says, the Lord hath blessed my master greatly. And he goes on to list all of the different things that he has blessed his master with. But then it says, and Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old. Here it is. And unto him hath he given all that he had, all that he had. And as he brings out the jewel for her face and he brings out the bracelets and he presents them to her, he's really saying, this is but just a little bit of what Isaac is able to give. This is but the tip of the iceberg of the riches that belong unto Isaac. For everything that Abraham has belongs to Isaac. 
My mind flashes forward to the Gospel of John where we find out that the Father loveth the Son and showeth him all things. And the Father loveth the Son and hath given all things into his hand. Son, the Lord Jesus, having authority over all things, having all things and all blessing to distribute is pictured here in Isaac. And what quickly becomes evident in this passage is this. There is more where that came from. Tremendous amount, really an endless amount of blessing. But this blessing will only go to the person who will take Isaac. The blessing goes to no one else. If you want the blessing, you must take the son. If you want what the son has to offer, you must take the son. God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. You see it, don't you? Everything that Abraham has to offer will be given wholly and completely to the person who wants the son. Now, having told her a little bit of the blessing, having told her about the son, he comes and he tells her family and the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold. Raymond gave them to Rebekah and he gave also to her brother and her mother precious things. And he continues to unfold to her all of the beauties of Isaac. Now, I'm just going to be very careful, but I love this. You know why? Because if we're preaching the gospel right, we will be unfolding to you the beauties of this man. The beauties of this man who is the object of God's affection. The beauties of this man who in endless perfection is the apple of God's eye. The beauties and the wonders of a man who never sinned. The glory of a man who was always obedient to his father. The tender-hearted compassion of a man who moved in perfect harmony with his God, displaying the character of God with every step, with every word, and with every touch. If we have failed to present to you the glories of Christ, if we have failed to present to you all of the things that would make Christ attractive to a lost and guilty sinner, then we have failed to present the gospel. Let us not forget Eternal life is found in a person, and that person is Christ. Let us not forget that the forgiveness of sins are found in a person, and that person is the Lord Jesus. Let us not forget that the peace that comes and passes all understanding, not only a feeling of peace, but a real lasting peace that comes is through Christ. Every single blessing that God has for every single sinner on the face of the planet comes not through a religion. It comes not through a church. It comes not through a religious ordinance, but it comes through a person. It's the Lord Jesus. He begins to unfold for her these marvelous things. I can just see her eyes begin to open as she sees the earring. I can see her perhaps begin to look with, with eyes like saucers as she sees those bracelets and as she sees all of the things that he brings out in her home and she remembers, if I take this man, I receive all this blessing. But as he is unfolding this to her, she begins to fall in love not with the blessing, but with the man who can give it. You see, that's the difference. If she was just going in for the gold, she wouldn't want Isaac. If she don't want Isaac, she's not going to get him. You see the difference, don't you? So I want you to think with me just for a second. I want you to think. The altar is already passed. The resurrection is already passed. As I'm here tonight preaching to you the gospel, Christ has already died. And in terms of the scriptures, could I say Christ has already died for the ungodly, never to be repeated. 
As I am standing here before you tonight, Christ is already risen. He is risen and he lives now, seated at the right hand of God, an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, a great high priest touched with the feelings of our infirmities, one who is able to bring us to God, the mediator between God and men. He sits as a living, risen Savior. All of those things are already past and done. They can never be changed by what you do tonight. But there's an offer that is made to you plainly and clearly from the Scriptures. Will you go with this man? I see no pause between the question and the answer. She knew by this point she wanted this man. She says, I will go. So then the servant gave her a map and a jug of water and said, you walk and you'll find Isaac. That's not what he did, is it? No. As soon as she said, I will go, the servant took her. The servant really was the power and the force and the ability that took her from there right to Isaac. See, that's something that only God can do. You are called upon to respond to the message about Christ. You are called upon to receive a person. By an act of your own will, you are to repent and to trust in the Lord Jesus and take him as your very own. And at that moment, God does all the saving. Christ has done all the work on the cross of Calvary. And the moment you trust the Savior, God is the one who converts the soul. God is the one who preserves us and keeps us. And as you watch these people go across the desert on those camels, you're aware of one thing. The servant is leading. The servant is the one who has been, can I say, charged with the responsibility of getting that woman there. It is all in the servant. But she had to say, I will go. And when she said, I will go, he takes her right to where Isaac is. When she saw Isaac, someday I'm going to see the Lord Jesus. Someday I will. And when I see him, it's like in my mind, there's a dot, dot. What will it be? I've heard about him before I was saved. I knew he was a great man. I knew he was the son of God. I knew he was able to save. And the night that I trusted him, I found out not only is he the son of God and he's able to save, but he saved me. He became dear to me, dear to me in a way like he never was before. I don't believe God struck me with a lightning bolt from heaven, but I believe something real happened when I was enlightened to the truth of Calvary. And I have spent 17 years of ups and downs mostly sideways and idling, living a life on this earth where I become defiled, where I become discouraged, and where all things seem to be against me. And yet there's coming a day when these two eyes, I can't see as good as they used to, by the way. I really should be wearing reading glasses right now. But these two eyes are going to lay upon the man, Christ Jesus. I'm going to see him. What will that be like? And she saw Isaac. She got down off the camel and she put a veil on and she went to meet him. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent. She became his wife. He was comforted in his mother's death. But you know what happened? She became the possessor of all that Abraham had the moment she said, I will go. Will you go with this man? You've been presented with the facts. You may even believe all of the facts, but do you want this man? The language of your heart tonight is, I will go. You take the son. The fact is, you receive all the blessing. Well, you've heard the great invitation of grace. And if you're not saved today, we want you to know that God is seeking for you. What will your answer be? Will you be like Rebecca and consider the offer? 
Will you also respond, I will go with this man? We certainly hope so. All the blessings of God's so great salvation will be eternally yours. You'll have your sins forgiven and a home in heaven with Christ forever. The judgment awaiting you because of your sins will be forever averted. So how about it? What will your answer be? If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by Christians who are meeting in various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday night, as well as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken, and a very warm welcome awaits you. And if you've been challenged by today's message, would like to know more about the truth of the gospel, or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, following New Testament principles, please feel free to check out our website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information, as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the Gospel Hall nearest you. Also, feel free to take a look at other literature and audio offers at anchorpointradio.com, where you can also subscribe to our Anchor Point podcast. My name is John Sharp, and thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that in times like these, you need a Savior. And in times like these, you need an anchor.